0: Hello and welcome to the Dental Marketing Mastery Series. This podcast is brought to you by New Patients Incorporated. I'm Howie Horrocks, the founder of New Patients Incorporated, and along with me once again is my friend and partner and the chief executive officer of New Patients Incorporated, Mark Dilatush.
1: Hey everybody, this is Mark Dilatush and Howie Horrocks from New Patients Incorporated. What we want to talk about today is we're starting to hear chatter from dentists about the looming recession and Howie and I were both around in, well, the early thousands and then 2008-ish, nine-ish, somewhere in there, right? So we have experience managing marketing for dentists as they were going from the wild, wild west which was 2004, 2005, 2006, and most of 2007. Through 2008, 2009, when the housing bubble just burst. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was predatory lending. People just, you know, with $30,000 incomes buying $500,000 homes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the whole thing, politics, you know, business, the whole nine yards. And it tripled down through to the economy pretty bad. And it was the worst recession since actually the Great Depression, right? So, and we're not, you know, we're not economists, but we just went through a pandemic. The government printed about a quarter of all the dollars in circulation and handed them out, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and for the last two years, America's been, no, oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. And basically, yeah,
0: and I don't have to go to
1: work. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to go to work, right? So, you know, it, and that's over, like that's becoming over, right? We're, we're getting through that period. Dentistry specifically went through, obviously you had the one month to two months where you were closed down completely depending on where you are. Then you had this like year where you had to get all those patients in and do your normal schedule, which took you you know a year or more, right? To get all that pent up demand through your schedule. I can't tell you how many dentists we talked to who said, Mark, we're booked up eight nine months we don't have we don't have room for people who are calling yeah and to some extent that's still happening a bit but dentists specifically this is june 21st 2022 and we've been hearing now for about four to five six weeks maybe we hear dentists are starting to say hey like how do i manage this through a recession (laughs) like i've never been through one like if you're not If you haven't been in practice for fifteen years, you don't know how to manage through a recession, right? So, and if you are a dentist who's been in practice for fifteen years and you took a hammering in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, I'm gonna brag a little bit on our on our firm is our in aggregate, our clients were plus 8% through the rest last recession, while dentistry as a whole lost 18%. So that's a 26% difference, and it shouldn't be ignored. So that's why we're here. We're here to talk about, okay, how do you manage your marketing? How to manage your marketing through a recession? And I remember the heydays, Howie, I know you do. You wrote countless cosmetic dentistry ads articles press releases for clients sellers website pages just and it seemed like 163 thousand dentists all of a sudden became cosmetic dentists yeah everybody wanted
0: to be a cosmetic everybody
1: guest. wanted to be a cosmetic dentist even if they shouldn't be a cosmetic dentist they still wanted <laughs> to be a cosmetic dentist right so yeah. and that was during the heyday when back in the in the you know, before the housing bubble, valuations of homes were going through the roof. Everybody was using their credit card, maxing it out, paying it off with home equity. And a lot of that money went into dentistry in the form of elective dental care. You know, a lot of cosmetic treatment happened in 2004, 2005, leading up to 2007. And then people started getting nervous. And then 2008 happened. And what happened, the, the, what the dental consumer did is they stopped elective services. Right, they just stop and what we did for our clients, you know, we have hundreds of dentist clients who trust us with you know to manage their marketing budget. So what we did was we removed all of the messaging about the more expensive elective procedures and gave much more space to the core staples of You know, dentistry. And I know that dentists don't want to hear that. They want to keep doing implants. They want to keep doing cosmetics. They want to keep doing sedation. They want to keep. But what's Howie and I are telling you is that during a recession, it's actually a declining market. And you don't want to use the same marketing budget to a declining market. What you want to do is you want to use your marketing budget and and your targeting and your messaging needs to hit home and it needs to hit home with people who are tightening their belt financially, right? So you still talk about things like finances. You still talk about things like maybe you have a membership program in your office. You talk about things like family dentistry, like maybe you can treat the whole family from three years old to 103 years old. Just don't overwhelm your messaging with things like, all on fours, implants, you know, <laughs> veneers, um, you know, veneers or cosmetics, sedation, you can still get away with because that's more fear based than it is money based. But anyway, so all of those niche services that you used your advertising to mess it, for instance, now, June 21st, 2022. So if you're heavy into implant marketing, heavy into cosmetic marketing, heavy into full mouth rehab marketing, heavy into pain management marketing, heavy into whatever, even Invisalign, marketing, right? You're heavy into those niche services that we know all you want to do and do more of every day. What Howie and I are telling you is you can still get them. You just have to go about getting them in a different way, right? The consumers, if they're mentally pulling back their wallets, they're probably not going to respond initially to something about, a niche dental service that they know is more expensive, right? right. But they might respond initially to something that they don't perceive as going to put a drain on their wallet. So those are the things that you have to target for and message as the country enters a down period, a recession, okay? Because once you get mom in the door, then you can talk to her about what she likes or dislikes about her smile. You can talk to her about, the rest of her family's needs. You can talk to her about, she may even mention that, you know, her mother was complaining at Thanksgiving about her dentures sloping. Well, bring mom in. We have these things called implants. You might be able to help her out, but you have to get mom in first. Okay. And you have to get mom in based on what matters to her at the moment, not what matters to you at that moment, especially during, I mean, that's true at all times, but, but especially during a time when the dental consumers are, you know, initially pulling their wallets back. I mean, Howie, you you, you and I lived through this. We watched this happen in, um in 08 and 09. And in some cases, I believe it was right after the internet bubble. It was like 2000, 2001. We saw it a little bit. And then 2008, 2009, we saw it a lot, right? Right. We even had clients quit because they didn't want to change their messaging. They they enjoyed two thousand and four, two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and two thousand and seven. Yeah, and we said we wouldn't do that work for them. We were going to be wasting their money. And we wouldn't know if they'd waste their money and they left us right. And you know, I obviously wish them all the best in the world, but we you know we've heard the stories of what happened afterward. As they were trying to sell, they're trying to sell expensive into a market that wasn't really ready for for expensive.
0: So, yeah, yeah. And another one of those niche things that you, you know, dentists often will ignore or they don't like emergencies, right? Right. So, during that time, we also promoted to our clients that they should be open to emergencies, even, right. even if they've traditionally, you know, said, oh, they mess up our schedule. and you know they're pain in the ass and all they want is drugs and that sort of thing but but you know and we're and we we were talking about an actual emergency not somebody who's oddly allergic to everything except percadam you know right
1: right oddly.
0: (laughs) so anyway that's just a comment on on the the way we changed what we were urging Dennis to go into
1: yeah yeah the motivations are different they're pain pain is a hell of a motivator right yeah fear is a hell of a motivator right so you know your your sedation, get all your your same day dentistry there you go that's a good one i don't have to lose another day of work that that might matter to some people during a recession right yeah so you you focus in on those you also focus in on and and actually let me back up one step one thing you don't do and this is going to sound incredibly counterintuitive howie and i have done uh, whole seminars on how counterintuitive the dental consumer is and how counterintuitive it is to dentists <laughs> mm-hmm. who do their own promotion on how to get to them consistently and get the right people in the door. So what I'm going to tell you is counterintuitive to what you think you should do during the recession. You should not immediately use aggressive financial offers during the recession. Okay. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's counterintuitive to what you think you should do. We realize that, okay? But even during a recession, the dental market still is basically split in half. You have moms who will choose healthcare provider based primarily on a price point or a deal, And you about half the moms out there who would never choose, right? And even during a recession, you want the other moms, you want the moms who would not choose a dentist based primarily on a price incentive, right? So when you go into your recession, don't start using offers for the first time in your practice, or maybe more aggressive offers than you, you than you used last year. You don't. You just don't do that. You keep selling or promoting the benefits of today's dentistry. You just change the menu. Okay. You don't. You don't. It's like a restaurant changing a menu, right? When it's not a recession, you can you can put implants, you know, and Invisalign the more expensive niche procedures on your menu. But when it's a recession, you pull those off and you put family dentistry, dentistry emergencies. You put things in there that matter different. You can still put sedation in there. You put different things that matter differently other than finances. But you don't just start using offers and get more aggressive with your offers because you're just going to start this big old spiral. down into you know, down into oblivion and your opportunity costs are going to go up. Your staff's not going to know how to get people in the hygiene chair anymore. It's just not the way to do your, your promotion. That's your
0: the, that's that's true. That, and it just becomes a race to the bottom. Right. Right. Because, you know, your competition, let's just call them corporate dentistry. That's what they do. They, they have these offers, you know, they slash the prices and, And for the private practice dentist, that's no good. You're just going to end up giving your services away and working your tail off for a lot less money.
1: Right. Let's summarize here for a second. Should you be concerned with a recession? Sure. But you don't have to really participate in it. (laughs) You can can let all the other dentists participate in it. You don't really have to participate in it. Is it going to slow down your growth? Sure. It's just economics. There's only so much money to go around, but you shouldn't decline. You shouldn't go backwards. Your revenue shouldn't go backwards, right? They don't have to go backwards. We just proved that in 2009, 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, and so on. They shouldn't go backwards. So if the industry is going to participate in an 18% recession and you participate in a 10% increase, you're 28% ahead, right? Against (laughs) against the rest of the industry, right? So should you be concerned? And moderately learn what to do during the recession, the right targeting, the right messaging, the right mix, online, offline. Sure, you can prepare yourself now. That's, that makes total sense. You're a business owner. You should be prepared for when it's great times and when there's recessionary times. Every business owner has to prepare themselves. I mean, we're business owners. We have to prepare our company the same way. You're no different, right? So don't be scared by it. Uncertainty scares people. What to do as a dental practice in order to offset the downside of a recession is not an unknown. It is clearly a no, it is demonstrably a no. Okay. So don't panic, don't fret, just learn a little bit. And maybe get yourself some help, maybe from us, maybe from somebody else. But, you know, go into it with your eyes wide open, knowing what the consumer wants to hear from you and align your messaging with what matters to them, not what matters to you. One of the biggest mistakes we've seen over 30 years, Howie, is dentists create messaging and targeting and marketing for what matters to them.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. And, And not necessarily what matters to the person they're trying to attract right? Right. That's the gift this guy over here on the left of your screen has. He has some some way of communicating with women that nobody else has, talking them into (laughs) the wonderful things that (laughs) <laughs> but to take care of their family. Anyway, don't fret. We got your back. Last little plug. If you haven't yet, go to mpieducation.com. There are 16, 17 industry experts ranging anywhere from practice management to automation, to efficiency, to psychology. Any business, psychology, any business issue that you have, you should be able to find coursework, free perks, whatever you should be able to find your answers at npieducation.com. If you're a listener of this podcast, then it's it's free for you. You can just go sign up and just browse the offerings. Another thing that's happening right now is there are a lot of dentists going through a fee-for-service transition. We're going to do another podcast on specifically that transition. But when you get to NPI education, you'll see the fee-for-service journey intro and units 1, and 5. It's a lot of coursework. But if you're one of the many dentists right now who are, have made the decision, yeah, I'm going fee-for-service, you no, know, no and you're a little nervous about exactly how you should do that, then we would encourage you to take that course or take the learning units of that course because it'll go step-by-step and say, okay, do this first, do this second, do this third, do this fourth, do this fifth, measure this, measure that. And then you do it through a very responsible path so that you're taking as little risk to your practice as possible.
0: Yeah, just to plug this a little more, you know, everything that, that we got on that, NPI education is fantastic, but my personal favorite is the fee for service journey that Mark put together. It's one of the best things he's ever done. It it takes the pain out of the journey, yeah. which is a lot of the reason that dentists don't don't jump into it. They're afraid to cut ties with insurance companies, you know, and, and rightfully so sometimes. So check that out. If you if you don't do anything else on NPI education, do that course. It'll change your life.
1: Oh, and absolutely take the, do I really hate being a dentist? <laughs> course, <laughs> I love that course. And that's the most downloaded course we have on NPI on education. The <laughs> number one download is, do I really hate being a dentist? Oh, Dr. Frank does such an awesome job with his, I think that's under free perks actually. Yeah. So anyway, do not be afraid of recessions. They're, You do not have to be afraid of them. You just have to prepare a little bit differently than you used to. And if you need us to help you do that, we're here. If you need guidance and PI education is there. Howie?
0: Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can get all of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and Libsyn.com and on our website, newpatientsinc.com.